They say music is life, so I give them the Chacha Music Review Podcast. Turned up the volume, gave them the time of their lives. They said they wanted new artists, I gave them the Chacha Spotlight series. They wanted deep music conversations, I plugged them into the Chacha Let's Talk Music series. They are crazy about the hit makers, so I hit them with the Chacha Hitmaker series. And for the albums I know they shouldn't miss, I blessed them with the Chacha Album Review series. I created the Chacha EP compilation series, so they will have a taste of the best of EPs. They should tell their friends. You should let your family know. We should let everyone who cares about African music know. Afisanova is back in the game. And you can catch me every Saturday and find the African sounds by bringing the best of African music to your ears. I am your musical plug, the creator of the Energy Force. And this is the Cha Cha Music Review Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and members of the Chacha Nation. You already know my name is Afis Donova, your musical plug, the creator of the Energy Force. Welcome to another episode of the Chacha Spotlight series. For those of you that are listening to me for the first time, the Chacha Spotlight series is where I get to bring fast-rising artists, and we talk about their musical journey and everything in between. And for those of you that are already listening to me for a very, very long time, you already know that the aim of this series is to introduce the artist to the world and introduce the world to the artist. So without wasting much of your time, let me allow my artist for today to introduce himself. My name is Basti Jeremiah um, Pericles. I'm a musical artist from Akwaigum States, and I was born and brought up in Lagos. Um, I'm 24 years old. I make um, music. I can sing and I do a little bit of rap and I like making hip hop, R&B and Afro beats. Tell us how you fell in love with music and how you were able to get your stage name. Okay, I fell in love with music for the first time while I was still a child. Like I do watch my dad buy classics, those dicks. Um, the American Dix that has um, so many blues and R&B. So I just find it interesting that I always lip sync to the songs that he bought. So I most especially when it's being romantic to my mom, they play those music. And then I just find out that I'm always trying to sing like it. And then my, my siblings, they were also doing music. So I learned how to sing from them. So gradually, gradually, it became a, a do or thing that I have to do like all the time. Like I started doing it when I go to school. I was serious with my Queen Premier, my poems. Um, my dad used to buy me some little poems like that then those days. So it became something I wanted to do. So I started watching um, Music Africa, 9GZ, DJ Jimmy um, Jazz Jump Off. So I watched a lot of um, um, musical programs then. So it became something that I wanted to do from the deepest part of my heart. So I started doing it, doing it, and doing it. So how I came about my stage name, my stage name is actually Livski, which is spelled as L-I-L-S-K-I-B. So it means little skilled boy. So I came about the, my musical name. I was just like um, thinking of what kind of name that would be catchy for my hip hop style. And then I came up with Lewis Keep. So it's, I was actually called um, Skibo in the area. 
that was the nickname somebody gave me. I don't. Somebody gave me the um, the nickname Skibo. I can't remember the person, but that was what he gave me. I was like Skibo, Skibo, Skibo. I was like, ah, I like this um, name. So I started like vibing to it, vibing to the name, vibing to the name, and then I was not like, okay, what I like my kind of style doing music. Apart from doing music, what is that thing that people, when people see, they will be like, oh, this guy, something is nice about him. So I started noticing I was among older people. You know, I, I grew up with older people, my elders, the people at my level, and the people that are below me. So I discovered that I was the little person among the elders. So I was not like, okay, I think I'm little among this crowd and then I do music and then they like it. You know, when they are being bored or there's no fun, so I'll be the one to start vibing to music or cracking jokes or dancing. So they're like, ah, this guy, you're too small. He does the vibe. You are doing all this kind of um, stuff. Don't you think you need to take it to another? So there was a day I just held my pen and my book and I started writing some songs and I, I brought it out that, okay, I think I'm a little skilled boy. I'm skilled in this music. It's a gift and it's a talent that I need to take further to the world to see. So that's how I came up with my stage name, Lil Skill. Okay, that's a very, um, you know, that's a very interesting story. I enjoyed that. Most especially, you know, when you were talking about, uh, you know, how music started for you, how, you know, it was, quote unquote, an influence from your parents, especially your dad when he used to play music and, you know, you used to listen to me. Now, so all of this happened where you were still growing up and then you continued and your love for music has been from, you know, since when you were a kid. But at what point... And what led to that decision where you decided to say, okay, you know what? I want to take music as my career. And then what led you to that decision? So it was in 2007. I was still um, I was still out of the box. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. But I, I knew I wanted to sing. So, but then I found young talent like Uzi Bosco. There's a young boy then that was called Uzi Bosco. So he was... He was doing well. So I, was, I, like, I said to myself, if this young kid can be this great, then I think I need to go into music. And then I started rehearsing. My sister used to rehearse with me. She used to train my voice. And then I go to um, children's departments, their programs, their events. I started working on my crafts. So it, I took music i took music seriously when i was in gss1 i took music seriously when i was in gs1 i started writing whatever thing i can write whatever line i can write so it was in 2009 that was when i started like i was doing music and i must do music but professionally i i i have i had some crew which I then started to build up professionally in 2015. And that was when I got to meet a music executive and a manager in the business that's been running the business for a longer while. So he was the one that, okay, that said, okay, this is an opportunity. Since you have the zeal to do music, I think this is what you need to do. And that was when I, I began to explore. 
So I, I explored from the box that I was in and also outside the box. So I was ready to do what I want to do for music. So let me let me let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, from everything you've said, it shows that you have a very supporting family when it comes to music because like you just rightly mentioned now you said your sister was helping you in terms of your voice and you know your parents were inspiring and your siblings also so but all of those things was when they just turned out okay this boy like music so when you now finally told them was there a conversation around oh you know daddy mommy that i want to become a musician if there was a conversation like you are telling them, you are making them understand like being a musician is what you really want to do, you know, with your life. If there was a conversation around it, how was it for them? How did they take it? There was a breakdown in the family at one point. There was a breakdown in the family at one point. So I started telling them I want to do music and it was not something they wanted to hear that time. So they were like, no, no. And everybody was like, no, but my elder sister, my brother's, they already knew I had something in me, so they did not um, go against my will to do music. But my dad was like, if you want to do music, my son, I want you to go to school. So he did not say I won't do music. But my mom did not just want me to do music until I was man enough to own my um, musical, musical abilities. For example, if I need to go to a club. I was a very young boy then. If I need to go to a club, I'm not supposed to go to a club if I'm not um, um, matured enough to get into the club. So she was telling me when I'm old enough, I, w- I should do the music and then I should focus on my education. So that was it. They 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 agreed with it, but at a, at a level that I was not matured yet, they didn't want it. So I had issues then with making music then. So it withdrew me from um, from going out to explore myself. But I continued my craft. I continued my creativity. In fact, I used to perform for my families. I used to perform for my dad, my mom, and everybody. So they were the ones that said, okay, you are doing this right, and you are doing this wrong. So that was it. Let's talk about your recording. The first song you ever recorded, like you rightly mentioned, you you were you were part of the band at first. So what was it like? Tell us the experience. The first time you actually went to the music studio to record a song, what was that experience like for you? Um, the first time I went to record the song, I wasn't even I wasn't feeling fantastic because I've met so many interesting influencers that are around music. I've been to his studio when I was a little child. So the first time I recorded my song, I wasn't, um, it wasn't fantastic, but I knew I was going to make something nice. But um, I take it to myself that it was the zeal that made me to record my first song because uh, I, had it, I had so much effort, but effort without zeal is not gonna work out. So some people make efforts, but the zeal, if they don't have it, it's not going to work out. So I made efforts going to the studios, going to um, um, engineers, um, sound engineers, and so many people around the music um, um, workshop. So many of them, they needed people who are big. They needed people who um, wanted to 
do something that was out of their imagination. So they see me as a child, they were like, what do you want to do? That same word needs to, like, what do you want to do? Please just help us to buy something or just help us do something or just help us hold the mic or something. So it wasn't, it's, I wasn't fa- feeling fantastic for the first time because I've already enjoyed my zeal right from, um, right from when I was a child. So, but I would say right now that I'm doing music, there's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of joy doing it. There's a lot of progress. And my first song, I recorded it while I was having issues also. And then it was a street issue, Sha. So the title of the song is Street. So I, I recorded it. Um, one of my friends, producers, he helped me tape it and then we worked on it. And the inspiration was gotten from while I was at the well side, I was fetching water from the well. So that I, I get my inspiration from places I don't even think I'm supposed to get inspiration. So I was fetching water from the well. I was supposed to live there, but I found myself singing and then the chorus came and then I needed to tape it. I took my phone. I recorded the chorus and then I called the producer and I called my friend and they said, okay, let's move. We got to record the song. So the 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 first time I recorded my song, it was great. But I wasn't feeling fantastic. Like, ah, this thing is, I don't know if you get my point. Like, I wasn't feeling too fantastic, but I knew I was going to record my song one day and one day I was going to perform it. Yeah, so you said you were not, you know, you were not feeling fantastic when you went to the studio to record the song. Yeah, so I'm saying there was a lot of pressure, like, ah, oh, my man, I must not fuck up, oh, I must do this thing right, though. Or you were scared, say, ah, what if I go fuck up or something? Or you were not just in a good state of mind? It was, it was, it was, it was even a freestyle. It was a freestyle. Like, when I say I, I didn't feel fantastic, like... I already enjoyed my zeal doing it. So going to the studio to do it, even if I didn't do it in the studio, I was still going to perform it to people. I was still going to sing it to people. Like, I was just using that word fantastic at the studio. Like, I just wanted to do it and leave the studio and then work on other songs. So it, it was cool. It was cool. There's a difference between, ah, are they singers? Are they singing? In ordinary mouth, they use sing for people. You don't really have an actual song that you've recorded. But now you've gone to the studio and now you've recorded your song. What was that feeling like for you going back home at the end of the day to say, oh, I now finally have a song that I have recorded that I can play for people to listen? What was that feeling like for you? That was my ID card to show I can sing. Yes, that was my ID card to show I'm a musical artist. So when I discover that I left the studio and I went home and I called the producer and he tells me, oh, my brand working on it, give me two days. Oh, my brand working on it, uh, I need one extra week. I was feeling, I was feeling I have duties. After, after the, the first song, I was feeling I have duties for the next song and then another one. So it was a very good thing for me to testify that I have an ID card. If somebody calls me out and said, okay, we have a show, would you perform? And they say, yes, okay, email me your songs. I could email them my songs. So it was cool. I like that statement that he said, it's your ID card to prove that, yes, you are now an artist. I mean, evidence done there already, so you don't need to explain too much because evidence done there.
All right, now you mentioned, you know, people calling you and talking about, oh, you know, I have a show, do you want to perform? So let's talk about, you know, shows that you've performed at. So I'm going to ask you, um, like a three in one question assigning uh consigning show so the the first question is going to be what was your experience like performing your song for the first time outside from your family people because i remember you said there are times you used to perform for your family and they'll be the one to tell you what you've done right and what you've done wrong so for the first time you performed your song to a public audience what was that experience like for you that's the first question now, the second question is going to be, tell us your best performance and also your worst performance so far. Okay. Um, for the first time, um, performing to crowds that didn't know me, I felt energetic because I really like to perform. I really like to perform. So I felt energetic doing it. Um, most times that I didn't have... Um, my ID card, which was my song. Uh, maybe I won't be energetic like that, but immediately I had the song. Performing it was a great sense of what this guy is singing about, what this guy is giving us. So seeing the crowds, I already love their influence. I love their interest. I also love the fact that they even cheered me up to giving my best. So I I, I I find out that my first performance was was good. Was it was good. It was something everybody wanted to listen to because he's little, he's little, he's little. Let's let just hear from him what he wants to sing about. So I felt energetic in my space. I felt energetic in my space. And um my worst performance, my worst performance would be when I didn't wear I, I did not wear a shoe to perform that was one of my worst performance like i didn't wear issues to perform and then the crowds were were ready they were not lent anymore everybody were not there so but then i i found out that there was there was a boy there that was singing the song like he was with me like when i was writing the song and recording so i was like whoa if this guy can still be here enjoying my vibes that means from him, I can get a whole lot of fans. So I continued, I kept singing, but I was still looking at my feet because I wasn't wearing a shoe. My best performance was um, in the area, in the area. Um, I did actually two, um, two shows. It, they were friendly shows, they were friendly shows. So I did one for a DJ. I, I freestyled and then I sang my song, but I did more, more freestyle. So that was like, it was a gym party. Like the gym's instructor, they organized a party and everybody were there. So, but nobody were entertaining them like that. Musical artists that were turning up, they were just down. So, but when I came, before I sang my song, I was giving, I was spicing a freestyle. I was giving them freestyles and then the, they fell in love with it and I just kept going. And then I found out that the younger talents that were also good as me and some that were good more than me, they came out and they started freestyling. So we ended the event with music and everybody loved it. So that was my best performance. Um, I just want to, I want us to talk a little bit about 
uh, your, what you said about your worst performance when you said you were performing without shoes. How did that happen? Was it that you forgot your shoe when you wanted to go on stage? Like, how did that just happen? How did you end up performing without the shoe? The, the thing was, my shoe, my shoe, you ripped off before I even wanted to go to the show. You know, there are some times when, um, let me say, good things want to happen. Like, there will be a confusion, there will be a set of um, disguise for things that were not supposed to happen. So uh, my shoe was already prepared and everything, but I just found that it ripped off. So and time was going, I needed to be there. I needed to also see musical artists at my level that they've blown. Like they are my age mates, but they've blown and they are doing better. So I, I wanted to get there very early. And then I, I, see, I saw that I can't fix this shoe up and I just took Uber and then got to the place. I didn't even have my, my tickets, my pass. And then when I got there, I also queued on the line for the musical artists that would perform. So I was there and everybody were looking sweet. They were looking nice, like a musical artist would want their crowds to feel their vibes from their, maybe their fashion or facial looks. But I was not wearing shoes. But all the other dress I wore, and sorry, the other clothes I wore, they were nice. But I didn't, I didn't wear shoes. So it was kind of drawing me back because when performing on stage, stage do crack, and stairs do stairs do break, and stuff like that. So I was feeling, I was doubting my movement. And then it was the time I performed was at the time when everybody were going away. So it's, it's because they saw that I, I didn't come out with my shoes. So they, they had to maybe put me maybe at the last because after I performed, somebody else performed, they were like three. So I wasn't the last, but I was, I was like thought to the last or so. So that was what happened. I felt, I felt I didn't need to move around too much because I could fall out. I could just do anything. Anyhow, and, but I just kept my vibes going. Because I know it's in my mouth, so I kept singing. So I kept singing, and the last guy that was there kept appreciating my song. So that was—I said it was worse because I've not gone to a show wearing shoes before. So if I had worn shoes, maybe I would have performed in the crowds that were still there. So now talking about challenges, let me ask you this: What has been? the biggest challenges that you faced as an as an rise as a fast rising artist what has been your biggest challenges so far um my biggest challenge was making credible records like making good songs uh, as i said before i grew up listening to so many musical programs like Nigeria, um music africa Hip TV, or you know, all those entertainments, they were, they were vibing, MTV based. So I used to listen to their sounds. I understood their sounds. Like I knew this, for these people to sing like this, though they know how to sing, but when they have a good sound engineer, a producer, and a good mixing and mastering finishing, the song is going to come alive. So at that point, I haven't gotten my first song yet, but I already knew what music looks like. If you want to make music, I already knew what music looked like. So I had challenges in getting a producer that really knows how to produce records. So I would have produced a 
I would have produced more records when I was little, but I didn't see producers that were fine to work. Producers I used to see then, they were more of doing drugs. They were more of um, busy, busy not attending to the business in, in their music side of producing. So it's like a big studio that is uh, refined, that has all the qualities, all the materials, and then there's a work producer there. So how I how I detected and then making work musics in that area because when I listened to people's songs, it wasn't it wasn't hard, it wasn't sounding good, it wasn't sounding well. So I had challenges in having a producer. So until I moved to the mainland, then I used to live in downtown. That was Badago Expressway. So until I moved to the mainland, Bagada precisely, I sought out studios. And then I started picking them one by one and seeing the ones that have good producers and good equipment. And that was how I, I scaled through my challenges. So I visited a record label at Ikorodu, and then I saw a massive studio. I was, I was in shock, like, is there a studio like this? And then I saw the producer making a song for one of the guys here. And the guy didn't even know how to sing like that, but what they take and do, uh, Mr. Master was dope. And I felt like if I if I sing to this equipment, it's going to be wild. Like everybody's going to love it. So I had challenges with production. Thank God now I have few producers that I can stand with and do my record and be happy that it's qualified to at least be submitted for a review or stuff like that. So I that was my challenge, production. When you were talking about, you know, your challenges with producers and stuff like that, you, uh, you know, mentioned record label. So I want to ask, are you being managed by a record label or are you an independent artist, you know, financing yourself and you're looking for sponsors or stuff like that? Luskie is actually signed to Maze Media and I'm coming out strong with Maze Media. Now let's, let's leave the music Thing. Let's leave the music thing aside for a bit and let's try to get to know Bassi now. So outside music, can you describe yourself in three sentences? Um, outside music, um, I'm conservative to my environment. I'm a calm person and I like to understand other people's opinion before I pick mine first. That's just my kind of person. What else do you do for fun, aside from music? I love to make people laugh. I love to, I love to cheer people off. I, um, I like to crack jokes, like crack jokes. I like to play football. Like if I wasn't doing music, I would have been a footballer. Okay, it was a terrible experience that I had that made me stop playing football. And I also know how to sketch like drawings, um, I love creative writing. I love, um, I love boxing. So I love boxing and just a few of them. Anything that has that creates entertainment, I like it. So you mentioned that if not for music, you would have probably been a footballer. So what football club do you support? I'm a Manchester United fan. Oh, 
nice one, nice one, nice one. But you know, your team are not, they are not impressive these days. Or let me say our team, because I'm also a Manchester United fan. And <laughs> we, are, we, are see, we are seeing shaky at the moment. Maybe you have to leave music and come and sign for us so that we can do better. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. So this question now is for your female fans that might be listening because I know they also want to know, ah, maybe we should keep crushing, no, I mean, we should go do it, no, I mean, we should just mind our business. So are you, it's just a yes or no question, no need to long talk anything. Are you in a relationship or you're married to your music? <laughs> My music. You're married to your music. Yeah. All right. Now we've been talking about, you know, your music, your music, your music. And um, so I'm going to yeah, I'm going to ask you a question and then you're also going to do, you know, a freestyle for us. I know you kind of mentioned it at the beginning when you say uh, you do R&B, uh, you know, you do a little bit of rap and all of that. But let me just ask, because, you know, in the way the things are in this country now, everybody's afro something if you're not afro pop you're afro rap you're afro confusion or you're afro whatever whatever you want to call yourself so what uh you know genre of music would you say you do that's number one and then the second thing is do a freestyle for us let the people feel that skill that you have in you okay it just it's just depending on how i feel at that moment for a song I can I can just diverse into anything, but I like singing. So it will be Afrobeats because that's what's trending. So I've um, fixed my vibes to that. It's Afrobeats. So I, I just do Afrobeats. But if I have to sing R&B, I can do it. Okay, so now let's have you do a freestyle for the people. Let them feel you. Yes, yes, yeah. Turn up to the mic. It's your boy, L-I-L to the S-K-I-B. This is cute boy with a swag and a gift. And I'm coming from the east side, Nigeria precisely. And we're rapping in Africa. I go with my freestyle like this. And it's cool for the night that you make me all over. And that's cool, oh, you know. If you make me all over tonight. If you've been where I've been, you would love me if you want to see. There's no baby you've been crazy about. You've been my only one. Close my eyes. I dream about those days. And every time I walk you up the stairs, oh, I used to love it though when I'm the guy like this. Oh, but you know that life is all about kids. Tell me you don't know how, how, how I feel. Tell me you don't know how, how, how I feel. That's the way love goes. That's what I can do today. <laughs> As a <laughs> okay, that's that's uh that's that's a very that's a very interesting um uh, freestyle. All right, so um before you go, let me just ask you uh you know just should I say one more last question before you go? Now, is there any new song that you are working on, or that you are working on, or is there any new song that you just put out you know at the moment? 
Yeah, I have a latest release. It's titled Timbamu. It's titled Timbamu. It's a song that has fire in it. It's a song that has revelation in it. It's a song that um, creates a standard for people who have lost their ways to progress. So it's titled Timbamu. It's my latest release. Okay. Um. All right. No problem. So now let's say you know, because after today, trust me, you're going to get a lot of fans that will start listening into your music. So, um, if they want to listen to your music, on what platform is your music available? And also, say they want to connect with you on the socials. How can they connect with you on the social platforms? Okay. Um, my music is on major. Um music stores like um apple itunes amazon pandora tidal and audiomark that's where they can find my music so they can also follow me on instagram facebook tiktok and major social media platform at official underscore list keep okay so you've heard him his music is available all major streaming platforms so just go make sure uh you know you go look for him and you go stream his music and also i'll also be dropping a link to his song uh you know on the show notes of this episode so make sure you check for that and also make sure you you know connect with him on um social so that you can uh you know vibe to his songs and all of that um thank you very much for being on the podcast i really do appreciate it any final word to all of your fans that might be listening to you right about now? I just want to say um, I've arrived and after arrival, I need to be welcomed. So I'm waiting for my fans to welcome me very well because I'm going to be giving them great songs. I'm going to give them great songs that will thrill them, that will make them feel celebrated, that will make them feel happy. So I just want them to stay tuned and never slack on the grind. They should follow me. Hey, stay tuned and stay to the grind and then keep following him and you're going to get amazing music. Once again, um, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really do uh, you know, appreciate. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, members of the Chacha Nation, this is where we'll be saying our goodbyes on the Chacha spotlight series remember like i used to say till i come here with another episode in whatever you do keep the energy keep it 100 and keep it positive peace out Give me the cha-cha game, cha-cha game. What's in my book?